listening to The Tactical Kitchen. I'm Melody Behrens, certified chef and nutritional therapy practitioner. And I'm Steve Behrens, 21-year special operations veteran and certified personal trainer. Together, we are here to share our experience on the ketogenic lifestyle. Don't forget our disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat. Mmm, bacon. Hey, all right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Tactical Kitchen Show. Oh, that's like a replay of our... I don't know what podcast number it was, and you did the Matthew McConaughey. I could do the Matthew McConaughey like every episode. Man. It just works. We still have not gotten in touch with him to have him on the show. <laughs> I saw a quote for him the other day, and uh, some celebrity tweeted that she they didn't drink alcohol or smoke marijuana or smoke weed, and he tweeted back to him, it'd be cooler if you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, I, we know his brother, which is super cool. Right. And it would be really cool if, like, he would be on our show. Uh, Not even to talk about food. We might run into him, you know, at some point, and we'll ask him. Only just to say, all right, all right, all right. (laughs) Just have him do that and go, episode over. (laughs) That's all we needed. Thank you. Goodbye. Oh uh, yeah. So it's been a big week. Uh, We had we had some things we did this week. Some some good. Some some bad. Did we Um, do bad things? No, no, we didn't do bad things. Uh, it, was, it was a, uh, I don't want to say bad. It was because, just not a fun experience. Well, because last week we talked about kidnapping people and things like that. So, I mean, do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So we, 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 we didn't, didn't do any of we that. We didn't do that, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't kidnap anybody or sell drugs. No, uh, like we, um, no, we didn't do any of that. But we did find out today that uh, uh, something happened to Dr. Ken Berry, a guy we I had on, on episode 18 a really, really great guy. Does a lot of great things um, for the keto world. And his uh, his office burnt down. I know. If you don't know who Dr. Ken Berry is, you might have been living under a ketogenic rock. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so he's got one of the greatest YouTube channels. He has a book, too, but I think most people are going to know him from his YouTube channel. And he has a clinic in Tennessee, some mm-hmm. small town in Tennessee, and it was on fire this morning. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And His videos are great because he does a couple of good things. He keeps them short. Yes. He keeps them very, uh, you Unlike know, very, us. <laughs> keeps them very direct and to the point. And, and you know, he's a doctor, so he has all these all of these relatable stories, and he knows that it works. He knows this diet works, and that's why he's so passionate about it. Exactly, and that, you know, if you if you want to know more about him, a go watch his YouTube videos on uh, Ken, just look up Ken Berry, MD. Or go to our episode 18 and listen to that podcast because he, he's got some phenomenal information about how he came to the ketogenic diet, how he uses it with patients, like, like Steve said. And obviously our thoughts are with them today because that's a huge crisis in their life, I'm sure, today. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And, he, you know, he's, he's a funny guy, too. We got along really well. I like him. Oh my gosh, y'all were like, I can't even imagine y'all together for too long. <laughs> It'd be it, fun. It would be fun. <laughs> so, so, all right, so what are we going to start off talking about this week? It's something that kind of happened today, um, just brought it up. You know, when we do this podcast, it's not like we sit down for hours and think about 
how we're going to structure this. I haven't we, talked to Steve in a week. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, you know, we kind of, every once in a while during the week, we'll, we'll think of something that we uh, will forget by the time we get around to the podcast. <laughs> so we had to come up with something else. Um, but, you know, we, we want to talk about family, like, and how you deal with your family when you're doing something what is, and what most people call extreme. They do call it extreme. And it's like, you know... <sighs> When you start saying that you're not going to eat carbohydrates and sugar, it's like people, they don't understand. They shove it in your face. They're like, you don't eat bread? Here, have this bread. You really need some bread and potatoes. And But, you know, like, I guess they well, just don't see it as well, it, the same as you do. They don't see it as detrimental to your health. Well, and they always say it doesn't sound healthy to eliminate an entire food group. That's my favorite thing. Yes, but what they don't understand is the food group that we're eliminating is made up. It's not a real it's it's a food group that modern society has created. Yeah, because you know, if you think about it, and we've said this so many times, I, you go outside, there's no carbohydrates just like all over my yard if I could eat the grass and process it yeah but then I would be called a cow (laughs) (laughs) I could turn that into like sat you know saturated fat but you walk out there and there's there's nothing to find I mean the only thing out there is our dog our cat some birds squirrels dog (laughs) there's a goat down the street so you know, now I'm not condoning eating cats and dogs or anything like that, but I'm just saying there's animal foods out there that are accessible to me, mm-hmm. whereas the carbohydrates are not accessible to me. Right. So they will talk about how you can't eliminate an entire food group when when they don't even understand that the food group that they're referring to is not not healthy at all. Like it's just not good for you. So. You, when we go to uh, Thanksgiving, for example, and I know we talked this before about how we bring, pretty much bring our own uh, entree and own dessert, so we we don't have to worry about what's there. Right, we do that, and sometimes that you know, um, there's a lot of like, ooh, what is this? It's so good, and that's because it has so much flavor mm-hmm. because it has fat in it, mm-hmm. and it's delicious. So that's the thing where keto food is so good. Sometimes people don't even realize that there's something missing, like an entire food group. Right. And, and you're going to have family members that have uh, ailments, that have illnesses, uh, chronic uh, problems that, that you're going to feel that you can help them with by, by going ketogenic. Because maybe you did the same. Maybe you had some joint pain or some inflammation or uh, high blood pressure or low testosterone, all those things that you can, uh, can get better on a ketogenic diet. So you want to relay that information. Um, but it's hard to do because sometimes they just don't want to hear it from you. You know, I've talked about my mom before. (laughs) So, you know, my mom, she's, she's 82 and she, you know, has cooked for years with Crisco and vegetable oil, which always makes me laugh. Cause you know, I was telling you this the other day. I remember on the covers, uh, on the labels of vegetable oil and Crisco, there would be all these vegetables on the label. Right. And it was a vegetable shortening or a vegetable oil. And as a little kid, I would think, how do they get oil out of those? Do they squeeze them really hard? And is there oil in like a bell pepper? I didn't know. And now that I'm a grown up and, you know, I've gotten some information, 
there's not a single vegetable in vegetable oils. It's all these seeds. Can and you imagine being in the in the room when you're going to market this product? No, I mean, yeah, 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 because we've been watching Mad Men, and this has opened my eyes to so many things. Watching Mad Men, mm-hmm. I, I, the, the advertising industry, reading books about advertising, and then watching Mad Men and seeing it like portrayed dramatically like that. It's like no wonder my mom used Crisco. And and all these things we talk about, where they're talking about all these oils, vegetable oil, those are byproducts. They like, are. Those are extra leftover stuff that the company wanted to figure out. What can we? How can we sell this? Let's call it vegetable oil. It'll make it sound healthy, even though it's not. Right. And so you know, I grew up with that because my mom was in that age bracket at that time as a housewife, being marketed to mm-hmm. by these people <laughs> who were selling her vegetable oil that had no vegetables in it. And so, you know, you think about back then, you just took the advertising as it was stated on the label. There was no Google and there was no way to really find out anything. So growing up with that, you know, eating sugar, of course, that was in the 70s. It was recommended that you give your kids sugar or they were going to die. Because you need a certain amount of sugar. And that hasn't gone away. I read that. I read that in an article last week from an MD. I think it was the person was from Harvard. Who said you need a certain amount of sugar and carbohydrates? Harvard's been playing that. This game is a for medical years. doctor. I mean, come on. Anyway, yeah. Don't get me started so, on that. We're, we're talking about family here. Yeah. So my mom, you know, this is the era she comes from, and I've talked about this before. And so she's been having these bouts of bronchitis lately and different things. And we've been, I mean, she's been doing this for over a year. She's had pneumonia a couple of times, and she has allergies. And I posted the other day about ketones, and I don't post about them very often because. People think we're selling snake oil, and I don't try to sell them to anybody. But you know, I do believe in the power of whether it's through diet or exogenous ketones and the the decrease of inflammation that they provide. And so my mom said, "Do you think this would help me?" And I was like, "It will a bit if you just drink it, but mom, you're going to have to really change uh, some things in your diet." Because that's the real problem. And without doing that, this is just like a little mask for a couple of hours a day, maybe. Mm-hmm. A little Band-Aid. Well, the response I got from my mom was, I'm 82. I've put up with these allergies for this long. I'm not ready to change anything yet. <laughs> and I'm like, well, if you're not ready at 82, I guess you're not going to get ready. Which I laugh about it, but it's hard because... I know I could help her to feel so much better. If she would just listen. Yeah. Just take some of the advice. And you know, after 82 years, I'd be tired of the allergies. I, I would be like, I am so tired of these. I want to, I will do anything to get rid of them. And you know, it's a, it's that thing of there's some really easy things we could do, but at that age, and it doesn't even have to be someone that's 82. It could be someone that's 22. And in your family. And they're just like, nah, I'd rather just live with it. And that's hard to hear. Oh, yeah. Now, because it is hard to, now, when we talk about family and trying to help someone, this just happened uh, to me with my family. I have a a niece that has a son that's having a lot of problems health-wise, and their diet is total trash. It is the classic, every, basically every meal is eaten out unless you eat it at home and it comes out of a box. Right. So it's either a box cereal or a box product. It, I don't think there's any real cooking going on. 
So, and when you hear about a kid, this is a child who does not control their environment, does not control the food that they eat. Um, you know, their, their parent gives them everything. And you know that parent is doing everything wrong. And that child is having all these health problems and you can help, but you're, you're helpless. Like there's nothing you can do because you're never going to change that parent's mind about what they should be doing with their kid. And it's very difficult because, you know, they take them to the doctor and what do they say? The doctors can't tell me what's wrong with them. And that's, that's so often. I mean, that's how many people does that happen to in our family? The doctor can't tell me what's wrong. It happens to a lot of people. It happened to a really good, uh, (laughs) I've told this story before. A good friend of mine was talking about how he was going to the doctor because he had all these health issues. And so uh, the first question I asked him, I asked him what was wrong with him, of course, and he explained it. And and I'm not a doctor, so some of those things are a little over my head. But I said, "How, how much water do you drink? His response was, I don't drink water. <laughs> and I said, wow, I might have I found the problem. You yeah. need to drink some water. Um, and the fact that a doctor had never really talked to him about how much water he drinks, the guy drank sweet tea all day long. Yeah. And that right there is going to totally destroy your metabolism and your gut microbiome and, and, and your energy levels. Everything is going to be destroyed just off the one thing alone. So, hey... Here's an idea. Drink some water. That's crazy talk. And, and that's a friend. And then, you know, we, we recommend this to uh, our family. And some of our family members have listened to us. They've, they've taken the advice and it has, has done wonders for their health. Yeah, it has. And you can see the big difference in um, just energy level. Well, my son, like, so Steve and I, for anybody who doesn't know, we're, we are a blended family. Um, we're second marriage and we have five kids between us. So I have three, he has two. And so together we have five. I did math. (laughs) I don't recommend that. (laughs) So I have one son who was having a lot of different issues and honestly, nothing that he was doing was working, but a diet change. No amount of, of environment change or counseling helped. No. No environment change and no counseling was proven to work at all. But what did work was changing the diet. And then that gives you all the confidence because you've got neurotransmitters that are now working appropriately and you're able to process things so much better. So, you know, being able to make good decisions Mm -hmm. and stay on track and do the things an adult like you're supposed to, you know, it makes such a huge difference. And we've seen diet work with some of our kids. So that's something that we're really passionate about when we start talking about people and their children. And when, when people are, when the kids are out of your house, it's more difficult when they're grown and on their own you can talk to them and have a more, like, you know, adult conversation with them about it. But when it's a small child in your home, when I hear someone say, they just won't do this, and I'm like... You're the parent. Okay, you're the parent. I don't know if we've mastered that part of this conversation yet, but <laughs> you're the parent. No, we're not going not- to pretend that's easy. No, it's not. But how hard is it to lose control, complete control of your your child's health. That's way harder. It is. And, and you know, we, we had, we made the change in our house from a child who had, who was on the autism spectrum, who did not do well in school, did horrible in school, couldn't go to school basically. Uh, and we changed diet and it was a while of difficult, you know, conversations and crying at the table. 
but it's it's so worth it. We can't tell you how much, how worth it it is to go through that that short amount of pain, you know, to get to your child acting like a normal kid. Right. And oh, what's crazy? Okay, so we went to the grocery store today, and they had roast on sale. And I know that he, he's fifteen. He hates roast for whatever reason. I don't know. He doesn't like steak either. But so. He didn't like roast, and the crazy thing is, is that when I would make roast for dinner before, if he didn't want to eat it, it was a like a complete meltdown, breakdown, crying, you know, awful. Right. Now, if we have roast, we're the parents, so we're like, this is what we're having for dinner, and what happens is that he'll say, I'm not hungry. Well, we know that's kind of like a fib or a white lie, but I'm not hungry means I'm trying to be nice. I don't like that. I'm not going to eat it. There's no crying. And the amazing thing is that he can fast. Right. He can really go without eating. Yeah. And, and, he, and he does it uh, sometimes. He, he has come home from school and not eaten his lunch. And he just said, I didn't feel like eating. I wasn't hungry. And that is crazy yeah. for a teenager. Yeah, they're a teenager and there are adults, you know, they get hangry. They can't uh-huh. go two hours without eating. And that's a, you know, a 15-year-old kid who can go to school and not eat and not have a problem with it. Right. And, and the big thing is most kids, when they get in that, that hangry area of existence, they break down, they cry. Those are the kids at the store throwing the fits, you mm-hmm. know, yep. a lot of times. And adults... We've been known to cry when we're hangry, too, and get upset. I'm, you know that whole saying, I'm sorry for what I said when I was hangry. And this is a kid who can go all day long or can skip a dinner and not be upset about it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we're, we're like, well, just make yourself like your regular lunch if you want to eat later. And then he's like, okay. And then maybe he will, maybe he won't. It's just like if he's hungry or not. So, and that kind of comes full circle into talking about family and, and how, how do you communicate with this with family members who really aren't kind of open to it is you have to be the example. So when we have family members that have children that are, that are ADHD or are on the autism spectrum and they, and you know, we're at an event and they, they really complain or talk about it, you know, then we can relate and say, Hey, you know, our son was that way. We changed his diet, and he's completely changed. Uh, that's really kind of the first step to getting into showing them that there is a way out. Yeah, being an example, I guess, is the and and not being too. This is the hard part because most of us, when we become, you know, passionate about something, we can get kind of preachy, <laughs> and um, yes, we can. You know, we can we can tell people they need to do this, and uh, nine times out of well, 10 times out of 10, let's just say, that's not going to work. No. Most of the time, that is not your your best bet. Especially with family. Yeah, they, they don't listen. They don't listen. My, my sister is a nurse, and you want to talk about somebody that won't take any advice from someone? Yeah, she won't take any from me. Like, it doesn't matter. I'd be like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what I say. It's probably good, not going to be taken well. Right. And I'm sure a lot of you guys can identify with this if you've been keto for a while and you have non-keto family members that either they think you're going to die or they think you're doing something really extreme because you're eating vegetables and meat and fat and you're not eating pasta. 
<laughs> and you're not having bread at dinner or you're not having any potatoes, all of a sudden you're the crazy one. Yeah, you're the crazy person. And and we all know, we've seen the meme. You know, no one questioned me when I was getting a Big Mac and McDonald's fries and a Coke. But now that I said that I'm not eating carbs, everyone is like concerned that I'm going to die. <laughs> So, and it's crazy. I got I to bring up the one thing. We've, we hadn't brought this up, and it's been out for a couple of weeks. Uh, a study, and this is this is, goes on the vegan propaganda list. There is a big push by the vegan propaganda machine to get people against keto and not eat meat and all this stuff. And it's keto crotch. I know other people have talked about it. <laughs> I never even read the article, I'll be honest, because I was it, like, that's it stupid. It's worthless. It's, it's total made up worthless. Um, it, that goes all right along with, there was another article I read this week that how uh, vegans were saying that meat lowers testosterone. Uh, yes. I, I don't think I laughed so hard in a while because, I mean, really, you're saying meat lowers testosterone? I mean... That's insane. That is probably one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. And that just goes back to, you know, propaganda. They're just saying stuff. Uh, we saw the brand of some food today that was, the brand was no evil. I know. It was in the vegan section. So we we went to Natural Grocers to get some eggs. And we were looking in the vegan section. And it was. It was like all this, like, it was supposed to be chicken. But it was like, no evil chicken. <laughs> like, it, what is it then? Because it's not chicken. Because eating chicken is evil, apparently. But it's something that's supposed to taste like chicken. But it's not chicken. I mean, can so, you imagine? <laughs> what kind of voodoo is that? You know, and, and that's offensive. That is offensive. You're being blatantly offensive to people who eat meat on purpose. Yeah. Now, now flip the tables, and I'm going to make meat that says, uh, you know, vegans are evil. <laughs> <laughs> can I do not, that? Not eating, not eating meat is evil. Not eating meat is evil. So, you know, if you flip the tables, people would lose their mind if you tell them not eating meat is evil, you know, or I mean, eating meat is evil. But if you don't eat meat, then you're basically spiritual. I think that's what it comes down to for a lot of people is that they feel superior, you know, spiritually or morally to someone who eats meat. And and I get it. You know, I get it that it's like viewed, it's almost like a religious thing. If you have a religious reason for not killing animals or, or eating animals, or if you have, like, if you love them so much that you can't, like, bear the thought. Right, then, you have an ethical, I, don't, I can't do this. Then I, I just say, hopefully you have the luxury, the financial luxury to be a vegan. To buy all the supplements you're going to need to be vegan. And to be able to afford all the things. And to know that all of these products that you use come from all over the freaking universe. Right, right, <laughs> then, right. You know, it's like like I talked about the Serbian raspberries. It's very hard to get stuff that you want as a vegan, that you need as a vegan, to be local and fresh all the time. You have to go way outside your your zip code to find these things. They go crazy trying to make things that are like meat, like that Beyond Meat that was there. I, I looked at the ingredient list, and there was no less than like 50 ingredients in that Beyond Meat. And there was maltodextrin, there was sunflower oil, there was all these other things in there that I don't didn't know what they were. So here's the thing is you're trying to, supposedly if you're trying to be vegan, you're trying to be healthy. But now you're taking in all these things that most people don't even know what they are. How is that healthy? 
And you're trying to make it look like meat. And the big thing <laughs> with the Beyond Burger, or maybe it's the, uh, there's a different burger. There's one of them that's supposed to, when you bite into it, it's supposed to bleed like meat. So I'm like, why not just eat the meat? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I wonder what it is. I wonder what the, I the red is that comes Maybe out. Maybe it's beet powder. I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy that they'll it's go to voodoo. that place to try, to try to pretend to eat meat. I don't understand. I don't know. But it's funny. And But here's the thing. A lot of times, if it, even even families will experience this. So maybe you've experienced this. If you said you were vegan, your family would be like, oh, that's so healthy. But when you say you're carnivore, they're like, oh, my God, your heart is going to You're going to die of a heart attack. And that's, that's what a lot of people are facing right now. Yeah, okay, so in the last three weeks to a, a month, kind of about there, we've mm-hmm. had three... Uh, friends from our, you know, our class, we're, we're a year apart, so our two classes, um, you know, 88, 89, that have, that have died of a heart attack. Cardiac arrest, they died. Yeah, just sudden death. So they're not even 50, sudden mm-hmm. heart attack, and they die. And that is horrible, but it's also a reflection of years of the American Heart Association or the American, American Metal Association recommending a low-fat, high-carbohydrate diet. Yeah, it's just, it's amazing because it starts to become really scary when people your exact age or from your, your like high school time of that three to four years, whatever your high school length was, or the people you went to elementary school all the way through high school with, when they start dying, it, you're like, you start feeling your mora- your mortality. Oh, yes, actually. You, you know, I had like a little bit of anxiety a couple of nights because of that, just because it's people you know, they're so close to your age. And I'd lay down and, you know, I had insomnia issues a while back, but I think this little last night or two of like broken sleep that I had just in the recent past was you're just thinking about these people's families, they're leaving kids behind, you know. You know these people. You just saw them recently, maybe, and they are just like here today, and then they're gone. Yep. And there's and there are other people who who had almost had a heart attack. They went to an urgent care and thought they had heartburn or they didn't feel well, and it turns out they had like a hundred percent blockage of an artery and got emergency heart surgery. So they almost died. Yeah, so we've we have too many friends that are in this camp right now and it's just scary. So we want to you know, we would, we just want to say that we might not have all the answers, but I, you know, and anything can happen to either one of us, right? Right. You I mean, know? It, you so know, we don't want to act like, oh, we know everything. We don't. That no. is absolutely not not the truth. No, it's not, but I think the fact that you you got we've gotten some blood work done in the past, you know, in the last year. We feel really good. We're eating this way and taking out sugar and carbs and a lot of things that we were having issues with went away. So it's kinda like we're on the right track. Right. And, That's and there, how I feel. <laughs> and for anybody anybody listen, there's there's risk factors that go along with this. Um, number one is smoking. I think yes. I think every one of those people that passed away smoked. Uh, drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all drank alcohol. Uh, being overweight. So I don't. They weren't all overweight, but um, being overweight is a risk factor. And then and having uh, blood sugar that's that you yeah, can't regulate. Diabetes. So those four things are are very very uh, important factors to look at. So if you have any of those, uh, you need to get it under control. 
Right. And the best way to get diabetes under control, I don't know why doctors have such a hard time with this, is to take out the things that increase your insulin. It's that simple. Sugar, carbohydrates. These are the things that really increase your insulin, that raise your blood sugar, cause your insulin to go up, and try to drive that blood sugar back down to that range where it needs to be for your body to be in homeostasis or that happy place. Why doctors have such a hard time telling somebody, hey, just stop eating sugar and carbs and this will go away. Well, what are the doctors going to do with all their lollipops at the office? That's true. <laughs> because that is so you know, true. when you look back at it now, you think, oh, I went to the doctor because I wanted to get a checkup and be healthy. But then he gave me a lollipop. He gave me sugar, gave me poison before I left. Yeah. I think what it is, I, I was healthy and the doctor's like, well, we can't have that. I'm not gonna make. <laughs> I'm any not money. gonna make any money off this so, guy. You know, and that's it's it's unfortunate. We do have in our keto world, we've got some amazing doctors. We can't all go to them because they're not local, or maybe you know, like poor Dr. Barry, man. I just have thought about them all day. Mm-hmm. Nobody can go to their office right now. I hope you know. I know he had a lot of patients driving from long distances just to come see him because he's rare. He is rare. He's he was he's he's a rare doctor that doesn't want to see you again. I know it's so awesome. <laughs> and, if, and if more doctors operated uh, on the the premise that I don't want you back in my office because here's the deal, uh, you don't have a Lipitor deficiency when you, when you have uh, heart problems. You don't have a Adderall deficiency if you have ADHD. Uh, you don't have a Crestor deficiency. Okay, there is something wrong with you that needs to be fixed at the source. You don't uh, you don't throw the band aids on it. You don't throw the that's like putting duct tape on a bridge. Okay, that's true. You know you can you can keep applying the duct tape. Eventually, it's not going to hold anymore. So you need to go to the source and fix what's wrong with the bridge. Yeah, and this is all stuff that's really hard to talk to your family about. That's really our big <laughs> yes, point. Is, it is is that you know it's so difficult to approach a family member who has. Or even a friend or someone you know that has a health problem mm-hmm. that you know a ketogenic diet or lowering carbohydrates and removing sugar is going to really help. And, and like we said before, if you be the example, you have to be healthy first because uh, it, it's no different. You're, you're not going to take uh, any health advice from someone who's overweight or or you know has health problems, it's really hard to take advice. It's like when we go, <laughs> if you go to the doctor and the doctor comes in and looks like uh, you know Igor or the doctor from Cannonball Run, you're going to have a hard time listening to what they tell you because clearly they're not healthy. Yeah, we talked about that in one podcast. That was <laughs> so cracks so, me up. I know, it's still funny. But, you know, it's it's this is a challenge that if you haven't faced it already and you're new to keto, you probably will face it at some point. I know that there are even people who are married, living in the same home, and spouses are not on the same page when it comes to diet, which can be really challenging. That's crazy. Uh, You know, I I really believe that uh, doing a ketogenic diet and using exogenous ketones help with autistic children. And uh, you've seen it on the uh, the documentary... um, what the health? Is that what it was? No. no. Uh, that's the magic a pill. Vegan the one. magic pill. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I get them confused. There's so many documentaries now. The magic uh, pill. The magic pill. And, you know, we saw it with our son, and, and I have a, a friend who has a, a child that is, d- deals with it, and the wife flat out refuses to even uh, try ketones or try a ketogenic diet, says it's, it's complete 
bunk and it's unhealthy. And the child persists with the same issues with no improvement. Yeah. And that's hard because we, and I think it's especially hard for, for any of you or, and I know it is for us who've really seen the changes in your own family, your own child, your own house, and you know the benefits. And then you see someone who is not even willing to give it a shot when they have something like that in their home that could be helped. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and judge a parent, but I know when you have kids, I I hope that your heart is, I'll try anything to help them. Most parents will. Yeah. And so I don't know what the, the, the barrier is for some people that they just don't, don't feel like doing that. Doing that one thing. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, here's what you do. You share the information that you have. Hopefully it's accepted. If not, don't get frustrated because what's going to happen is they're going to come back around eventually and they're going to come back to you at some point and ask you the question. And when that happens, that's when you 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 should be ready and you need to be ready with whatever information that they need. Usually the first thing is, what do I eat? <laughs> what do I eat? We, we get questions uh every day from people and we don't mind uh you know because most of it's friends or family um and they're just reaching out because we're the example all the time they'll reach out and they'll just ask how do i get into ketosis hey i'm going to lunch what can i eat and so you know we answer those things every day the first answer is always i'm not your mom (laughs) (laughs) no not really but we do we get those questions a lot and it's very it's so much easier now for people because keto has caught on. So right. I know you had a phone call when we were in the car coming back from the grocery store about what to eat. And it's so easy now because you can say, go to Chipotle and tell them you're on keto mm-hmm. because they have keto a keto menu now. They have mm-hmm. a paleo menu, a keto menu. So it's so much easier for people. Even salad places. I mean, snappy salad. Yeah, snappy salad here locally. I mean, they're lucky. They've got... You know, my middle son working. <laughs> he works there. He's a manager there, manager so he there, knows yeah. he knows everything keto. So they'll come in and start pointing at stuff, and he'll say, "Are you on keto? Doing a keto diet?" And they're like, "How'd you know?" Well, you're picking all the keto items. That's, right. that's how I know. You want three avocados in your salad, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with you're eating keto. So it, it is easier and uh, more accepted than it has been in the past couple years, but. You know, it's not hard, really, if if you think about it. I mean, my my first, uh, you know, piece of advice is always go eat barbecue. Just go to a barbecue place and eat some barbecue and you can you can get uh, a salad, you know, as well. But just eat the meat and you'll be fine. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the restaurants, like we said, you can go to a burger place and just get the burger, no bun and get all the other stuff you want on it. Caution with the mayo. They're usually made with those vegetable oils. Right. And so... (laughs) Those darn vegetable oils. Yeah, you're usually safe with mustard. But, um, you know, it's it's not as difficult as people, I think, feel that it is. It's really just hard for people at first to say no to the breadsticks or no to the bun. You know, or I just got a, a product idea. What? We should, we should make keto ketchup, because you can do it, right? Uh-huh. And just call it vegetable blood. <laughs> vegetable that, blood. That just makes just as much sense as vegetable oil, doesn't it? It does. It's vegetable blood. Drink the blood of vegetables. It'll make oh. you healthy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So okay. it's been a fun week, though. We, I mean, not well, not the 
not to have him go to a funeral that someone passed away. That's not fun at all. That's not fun. But you know, we've had we've had a fun time testing desserts. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. So being keto doesn't mean you don't have dessert. I've had chocolate cake and ice cream for the past two evenings. It's delicious, and I feel fine. Yeah, and so I ran four miles today. So I think it's helping me run faster. You still get that that thing, even though it's you know no sugar, no flour. After you eat it, you still get that. Oh, I need to do a little more working out tomorrow. I know, I know. It's just that mental thing where you ate it and you're like, "Well, that was a bowl of ice cream and cake. Clearly, I need to work Clearly. out more tomorrow." <laughs> right. So hey, which is fine. I, you know, I'll just work out some more and and just uh, you know keep going. Yeah. Well, All right. Well. Uh, you know, that was a lot. We wanted to hit on the family thing because uh, we run into that all the time. And we kind of want you guys to be prepared and uh, be able to uh, talk to your family. If you talk to your family, if not, hey, you know, don't worry about it. <laughs> not, not, not everybody talks to their family. Don't worry about those don't, people. Don't worry about those people. <laughs> the later creator. <laughs> that was my favorite thing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we watched the Motley Crue movie. Yeah. Oh, caution. caution. Adults only. Yes. Obviously, it's Motley Crue, The Dirt on Netflix. So Yes, it, yeah. is, it is raunchy, so if you're timid, do not watch it. Yeah, I didn't realize that Tommy Lee had such a normal upbringing. Right. It was so It was awesome. actually really funny, yeah. Yeah, and he tells his parents, later creators. Later creators. <laughs> it's awesome. So <laughs> it was, it's a fun show. All right. We got anything else? No, I don't think so. Um, I think that's going to wrap it up. Okay. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. I hope you have a great day. Uh, and go out there and eat fat and prosper. Thanks for listening to the Tactical Kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Don't forget to send your questions to vtkquestions at gmail.com and visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com.